What's up, everybody? This is my first ever podcast. This is the Basketball Never Stops podcast. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the NBA draft, the draft lottery, who should be going in the top 14. I'm going to be going in-depth on all the draft prospects right now. Not all of them, but the top 14 that I think should go in the, that I should think should go in the draft. Um, so, yeah, the top three picks, the top three prospects, actually, are Anthony Edwards from Georgia, scoring guard, um, has defensive potential. Um, good, good NBA ready player right now. Um, you didn't, you got LaMelo ball, Chino Hills product, like local kid, um, literally right down the street from me, actually. Um, good play, like excellent playmaker. Um, has a, has a little work on his shot, has to work on his shot a little bit. Um, but other than that has like immense potential and stuff like that. And then you got James Wiseman from Memphis who has a lot of potential. He reminds me a little bit of Chris Bosch actually. Um, but you know, he only played three games at Memphis. He, due to uncertain, due to some different circumstances, he didn't really get to play that much. He only had three games, so you didn't really get to see him that much this year. All right, so as we know, the Minnesota Timberwolves has the number one overall pick. Um, so who should the Timberwolves take to go to pair along with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns? Um, in my opinion, it should be Anthony Edwards from Georgia. Like I said, Edwards has the most NBA ready talent right now. He has the most NBA ready body. His game fits perfectly with someone like D'Angelo Russell because, you know, D'Angelo is a point guard, all-star point guard, very good at scoring, elite scoring in the mid-range. He can run, pick, and roll. He has excellent court vision. He can get scores open with ease. That's my opinion. And then you got Carl Anthony Towns, who's one of the best scoring big men in the game right now. Um, In my opinion, he should be – he will submit himself as a top-10 player next year. Um, But – how does Edwards fit with the Minnesota Timberwolves? Um, like I said, he's NBA ready right now. He's one of the best score. He came out. He's one of the best scores in college from Georgia. Average nineteen in nineteen in Georgia. He puts on like offensive clinics. I remember that one game against Michigan State where he had thirty-seven, I believe. Um, he fits alongside D'Angelo Russell. I know Minnesota had Malik Be- Malik Beasley. And Beasley is one of those players who looks like he wants to be a starter. Um, it will be it will be determined to see if Minnesota would try to keep him if they draft Edwards or not. But I know Beasley is one of those players who wants to have a starting role because he feels that he needs the opportunity to actually be a good player. And I believe it. He averaged twenty points. He averaged twenty points a game when he first came to Minnesota. Um, it wasn't that wasn't a big sample size, but he should be garnering a lot of money during the offseason. So, you know, Minnesota has um, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns. Now, they also do have some other good young pieces like Joshua Kogi and Jared Cover. But in my opinion, if the Timberwolves do not want to keep this pick, then Jared Cover is going to be a player that's going to be talked about in trade talks. Because I know... Gerson Gerson Rojas, he wants talent right away. And if he doesn't want to draft somebody because this is one of the weakest drafts in, like, recent history, probably more weaker than 2013. Um, If he doesn't want anybody in this draft, he can possibly trade this pick. And that would mean, like, somebody like Culver would have to be, be cut. Not cut, but traded along with it. Traded along with the pick. Um, who could Minnesota possibly try to trade this pick for? Um, there's a lot of talks about Devin Booker, you know, because 
Booker is best friends with Russell and Towns at the same time. Um, but then there's also talks about like if Philadelphia gets swept by Boston in these these playoffs right now, um, Ben Simmons might actually be the one who's going to be inside trade talks. And what better what better place to go play with D'Angelo Russell, who is his Montverde high school teammate? Um, but I think that's a long shot. Um, Minnesota can also trade that pick for a, an established third piece, not a, not necessarily a star, but more of a stud. More like like if you can go after someone like Aaron Gordon or um, who else is out there? If you can go after Aaron Gordon or let's say. Um, Jonathan Isaac or some someone like that, you can possibly try to go after somebody of that caliber. Get probably Seth Curry. You actually you wouldn't trade the number one pick to go after Seth Seth Curry, the brother of Steph. But yeah. So if anything, if everything goes according to plan, Minnesota should have Anthony Edwards as number one. So on to number two, which is the Golden State Warriors, and they are a team who is basically finessing the whole league right now. I know that they, they're coming off um, going to the finals in 2019, then they ended up being one of the worst teams in the NBA, only because due to due to a lot of injuries, like Steph was out, Clay was out, KD was gone. So really all they had this year was um, D'Angelo Russell before they traded him to Minnesota and half of Draymond Green. And then some of Eric Paschal. So who should the Minnesota not who should the Golden State Warriors take with the second overall pick? In my opinion, I know that they're getting ready to trade this pick. Um, we don't know who they might trade it for. Um, they have Andrew Wiggins, but that's a disgusting contract to have for a player who looks like he could be a star, but has no like motivation to be a star. Like he plays super inconsistent for a twenty points for a twenty point per game score. So who should they trade this pick to? Who knows? Um, I'm hearing Giannis. Like if they want to trade it for Giannis, I doubt Milwaukee would want to trade Giannis for the number two overall pick and a terrible contract in Andrew Wiggins. So who would Minna, who would Golden State really want to trade it for? Um, it's very hard to tell. So if they end up not trading the pick who should they draft and the easy choice for me right now is um james wiseman now golden state does not have like a legit big man um i know they have kavon looney um in my opinion he's injury prone he's still a good player just injury prone um can never stay on the court and i think golden state needs a player who needs to like be on the court at least 20 20 to 25 minutes a game at center and wiseman is one of the most skilled centers in this draft <clears throat> in my opinion he is um he could play right next to Draymond Green he can relieve some pressure off of Stephen Clay um he's one of the best pick and roll players he can step out and hit a three good rebounder um decent defender for his size good shot blocker um yeah he can do he can do almost everything the only thing he doesn't really do is he has a low motor or so they say um low motor um sort of inconsistent with his effort stuff like that but anyways James Wiseman at number two if the Golden State Warriors do not trade the pick but in my opinion they are well they actually confirmed that they are so James Wiseman at number three at number two so on to number three which is the Charlotte Hornets and 
they they are tricky. They're, they're tricky to understand because you would think they would try to take Lamelo Ball right here. Um, I believe they will take Lamelo Ball with this pick, and then they will end up trading either Terry Rozier or um, Devontae Graham. Um, Lamelo Ball, in my opinion, is the most talented player in this draft. He has the most potential. Um, like I said, he played he played in he played in Chino Hills. Um, he's from Chino Hills, which is like right down the street from me. Um, I used to play against him, his brother Lonzo, and, Le- and Leangelo, like back in the day when when Lamelo was this four foot six kid running down the court and just casting up threes and stuff like that. And I was like, dang, like who who is this kid? I I I, I knew who Lonzo and Leangelo was, but Lamelo was that little four six four foot six kid running with um, bigger kids and just casting up threes. He didn't hit a lot, but he like, he was there. But so, Charlotte, who should they take? Um, yeah, so Lamelo at number three for Charlotte. Um, Charlotte ends up trading Terry Rozier and or Devontae Graham. I doubt they will want to trade Devontae Graham since he's one of their most improved players. I think he's in, he's one of the catalysts for most improved players. But I think that award should go to Bam Adebayo of the Miami Heat or Brandon Ingram of the New Orleans Pelicans. Um. So how would Lamelo fit with Charlotte? Um, he's their, he instantly becomes their best playmaker, becomes their best player. Um, he becomes like the essential Michael Jordan of that team, and it's ironic that Michael Jordan owns that team, and you know the history between him and Lavar Ball, which is Lamelo's dad. Um, but the Charlotte Hornets, they are a team that needs almost a lot of everything right now because they're a team that is lacking in a whole lot of places like Cody Zeller did not make did not live up to his fourth overall pick back in 2013 um they traded away Michael Kidd Gilchrist who was the second overall pick behind Anthony Davis he didn't and he didn't like live up to anything um Devontae Graham he had a like underwhelming rookie season but he's becoming one of the most one of the most improved players after Kimba Walker has gone um, so Lamelo Ball to the Charlotte Hornets. It's gonna take a lot of losing for them, but you should see them back inside the like top three next year once they take Lamelo. But they have a good, solid fundamental—not fundamental, um, good, solid franchise piece around Lamelo right now. So Lamelo Ball number three overall. Number four is the Chicago Bulls, and like like Charlotte, they're another tricky team. Who should the Chicago Bulls take number four overall? I'm hearing a lot of Denny Aviha. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name, but Denny Aviha at number four. That's what I'm hearing. But in my opinion, they should be going with Tyrese Halliburton at, at point guard. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, the Chicago Bulls has Tomas Sandoransky and Kobe White at point guard. But in my opinion, Kobe White is a player who is excellent off the bench. He reminds me a little bit of Lou Williams. Um, you can bring him off the bench for for point guard because, in my opinion, he doesn't play like a point guard. He plays like a complete shooting guard. So, pairing Tyrese Halliburton, he's one of the smartest point guards in this draft behind LaMelo Ball. Um, he's one of the smartest point guards in this draft. You can pair him up alongside Zach Levine. Um, you can bring Kobe White off the bench for him and stuff like that. Um, I just think that the... The Bulls has too many forwards on that team. I don't like the Denny Aviha fit. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is a good fit for that team. 
he's not really a good scorer. He reminds me, he reminds me a little of D'Angelo Russell, just a little bit. Like he has that patience of him. He will get defenders on his hip. Um, he's a good mid-range player, um, smart passer, and stuff like that. I think that's what the Bulls really lack. They lacked a good playmaker. And if Lamelo doesn't fall for them, then they should go to Tyrese Halliburton right here at number four. All right, so number five is the Cleveland Cavaliers, and this is where it gets tough because the Cavaliers, uh, yeah, it's tough for them because they have a whole lot of point guards. They have a whole lot of forwards. They don't they don't need a center because they have Andre Drummond for one more year. But if they should pick somebody, I think the most. I think the most makes sense pick for this one is Obi Toppin for date from Dayton. So now I know they have Kevin Love and stuff like that. They have they have um, Kevin Porter Jr., Andre Drummond. So picking a forward wouldn't make sense to them. But in my opinion, Kevin Love is going to be on his way out very soon. Um, if Cleveland doesn't find a trade partner for him, then he's likely going to ask for an amnesty. He's going to be waived, and he'll find his own team like soon or something like that um but Obi Toppin in my opinion has the most explosive has the most explosion um of anybody in this draft he reminds me of a young Amari Stoudemire if if anybody remember remember if anybody of you remember Amari Stoudemire that's who he reminds me of a good rebounder excellent player at running the floor um good shooter he can actually step out and knock down a three um good defend not really a good defender but he's a he's a better defender than what most people he's a better defender of what most people take him out to be um the problem with Cleveland right now is that they have zero playmaking so you you will honestly think that Killian Hayes or LaMelo Ball will come over come up right here or Tyrese Halliburton but um they have zero playmaking but they have a 20 point score in Colin Sexton Darius Garland is an okay point guard. I'm not, I'm not sold on his like complete potential, complete potential because he's a very skilled offensive point guard, but he's not really good at controlling the game or or playmaking or stuff like that. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. Same thing, good score at the small forward spot, but doesn't really control the game or anything. So, in my opinion, Obi Toppin at number five, at number five, just to get Kevin Love out of, just to get Kevin Love out of there, or just to come on, come in behind Kevin Love until he's being amnestied. All right, so number six, and once again, this is the once again, this is a tricky one. This is the Atlanta Hawks. Um, in my opinion, they should go Denny Advija right here because um, the Hawks are very sketchy around the small, small forward area. I know they have DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. But you can put those two at the four or two. Cam Reddish is really good as a shooting guard. And DeAndre Hunter has potential to be a good power forward. Um, I'm hearing I'm, I'm hearing a little bit of things about if the Hawks are going to keep John Collins or not. Um, you know they have Clint Capella. Um, I think they traded away Alex Lynn. So... Denny Avija right here pairs up greatly next to Trey Young, actually, because Denny Avija is a transition player. Trey Young is a good player in transition. He is able to see the floor perfectly. Um, he's a lights-out shooter from three, puts up points like with ease. And I think pairing 
Trey Young with another player who does all of that with ease. Not Denny Avija is not going to be like a 29 point per, per game scorer like Trey Young, but he'll le- he'll relieve some pressure off of Trey Young because he's a good player in transition. Um, can actually pass the ball out of transition, can spot up, um, can finish with either hand. But yeah, Denny Avija at number six. On to number seven, and I believe that is the Detroit Pistons. And I'm hearing a lot of people saying they should go big here because Christian Wood is not going to be with the Pistons anymore. But in my opinion, the Pistons should go Killian Hayes right here at number seven. Now, I'm hearing like people are saying, oh, Derrick Rose is still there. Why would they go another point guard? Well, let's be let's be real. Derrick Rose is in his 30s right now. Well, I'm not too sure, but he's like either in his high 20s or in his low 30s right now. He is a player that is looking to win right now. And I believe like either the Lakers or the Bucks or the Rockets next year, they will they will pick him up or hell, even the Clippers might pick him up. But Derrick Rose is a player who needs to be shipped off to a team that needs him. And if you ship if Detroit shifts him off, that leaves them with no point guard. And why not go after a point guard right now, right here in Killian Hayes, since LaMelo Ball and Tyrese Halliburton are going to be gone? You need a point guard who's going to be a good scorer and a good playmaker at the same time, a patient playmaker. Now, Killian Hayes is what people are calling a poor man's D'Angelo Russell. I know I'm bringing up D'Angelo a lot, but that's the type of um, player people are referring these guys to right now because they don't play super explosive they play very very small not very small very slow very smooth um very patient that's how most of these three point guards are playing right now um Killian Hayes at number seven you need a point guard for Detroit um he's not going to be a star per se he might prove me wrong he has that kind of potential um but yeah Killian Hayes at number seven I don't know how I can explain that even even further than saying they just need a good point guard and a good playmaker so at number eight is the new york knicks who really got screwed up right here okay so the knicks in my opinion they have the better chance to actually trade for the warriors number two pick which could end up giving them Lamelo ball Um, the warriors can actually trade for mitchell robinson trade the number two pick for mitchell robinson and you'll be um, cementing at the center spot but if the Knicks don't end up trading this pick, the easy choice right here is going to be Cole Anthony from North Carolina. Now, the Knicks right now have R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, who, are, who I believe they will not keep. Um, they have Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson. So they have good young talent, but their talent doesn't like mesh together. It doesn't mesh together. So... How would you pair R.J. Barrett with a good point guard? You pair him up with a scoring point guard, in my opinion, that will be Cole Anthony. Now, there's a lot of talk about Cole Anthony's like approach to the game. He's more he's more me than the team. Um, but in my opinion, that's what the Knicks need. They need somebody who need they need somebody who's a dog. Um, they need somebody who's a scorer. He can he can score with ease, very three level scorer. Um, not a great defender, but he has potential to be like a very Patrick Beverly type defender. Um, he can hound people defensively, but he's not great at it right now. So yeah, 
Cole Anthony at number eight to the New York Knicks, and on to number nine, which is the Washington Wizards. And easily pick an easy pick right here is Anyeka Okongwu from USC. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but, but Anyeka Okongwu, another Chino Hills product. Um, they the Wizards have John Wall coming back from that Achilles injury. He's coming back from two years. They have Bradley Beal who's cementing who's cementing himself as one of the top three shooting guards right now. Um, so the very, the lack that the Wizards have right now is they don't have a great center. I know Thomas Bryant is a good center, but he's not great. Um, so in my opinion, they should go on Yeko Okwongu right here. He's like, he's a very small center, but he does almost everything that a center is asked to do. He rebounds well. He can step out, does pick and roll, has a good mid-range shot, defends very well, um, protects the rim. With his long, he has long arms and he's a very explosive. He's very explosive out of pick and roll. Um, so yeah, Yeka Kwangu over here at not at nine to pair with John Wall and Bradley Beal. On to number ten, which is the Phoenix Suns. And the Phoenix Suns, they should go with Kira. They should go with Kira Lewis right here at number ten. Um, I know they have Ricky Rubio, but Kira Lewis, in my opinion. Um, will be like the successor to Ricky Rubio to pair up with Devin Booker if Devin Booker ends up not asking for a trade to Minnesota to pair up, to pair up with his friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kara Lewis right here at number 10 for Phoenix, and I can't really explain it even, even further than I want to. On to number 11, which is the San Antonio Spurs, which is a very odd spot for them to be right now because... You know, over the last 25 years or so, the Spurs have been one of the most consistent, great teams um, since the Tim Duncan era. You know, they have that history with Kobe and Shaq or LeBron and the LeBron and the Heat. So they've been one of the most consistently great teams. So it's very odd to see them right here at this spot. I see them right here at this spot at number 11. So who should the who should the Spurs take right here at number 11? Um, I'm hearing a lot. I'm hearing a lot of Patrick Williams or Aaron Lee Smith or something like that. Um, but in my opinion, the Spurs go with Aaron Lee Smith. Um, I know I just said his name. Aaron Lee Smith is probably the best shooter out of um, Vanderbilt. He's the best shooter in this draft, and that's I think that's what the Spurs are severely lacking in this draft. Think that's what the Spurs are severely lacking in this draft. Um, they they need shooting. I know they have Marco Bellinelli, they have Derek White, they have um, Brent Forbes, Demar Derozan, and Lamarcus Aldridge, but they need some relief at that small forward spot. I'm not too sure like if Rudy Gay is going to be staying there or not. He he could ask for a trade, or if he, if he's a restricted free agent or unrestricted free agent this year, um, they can go after us another small forward at that spot. So. Aaron Neesmith at number 12. On to number 13, which is the New Orleans Pelicans. In my opinion, they should go Patrick Williams right here because they need they need a bench right now. I know um, you can go for a point guard or something like that, but they need a bench. They need a bench to go help um, Jackson Hayes off the bench or um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. They have Brandon Ingram. They may keep him with a restricted free agent. I'm not too sure how much how much faith they have in Lonzo Ball right now. I'm pretty sure they're going to end up trading Drew Holiday at some point. But um, at number 13 is going to be Patrick Williams. 
At number 14 is the Boston Celtics. And in my opinion, they should go big here. Um, you, you can't go Onyeko Kongu because he's already off the board. You can't go Obi Toppin because he's already off the board. You can't go James Wiseman because he's already off the board. So who should the Pel- who should the Celtics go right here? Who should the Celtics go right here? And in my opinion, they should go Precious Achua from Memphis. Now he's one of those strong athletic. He's one of those strong athletic power forwards that you can bring in. He's more. He's more. I think he's better than Robert Williams that they have right now. Um, he's better than Robert Williams. He's a better rebounder. He's a better defender. He has an NBA ready body right now. You can you can put him up against like LeBron James, and I think he'll hold his hold his ground or something like that. You can pair him up with like let's say you can pair. Um, Precious Achua up to Ron Artest, one of the strongest players in NBA history, and I feel like he will hold his own. He won't stop him, but he will hold his own physically. So that's my opinion. All right, so that was my top 14 picks of the 2020 NBA draft. I know I sounded a little weird. I'm sitting in my car right now, and this is my first ever um, podcast. So I'm I was hella nervous trying to make this podcast. So thanks, thanks you guys all for listening to me right now and tune in for any of my upcoming podcasts. So thanks.